Welcome to the Criswell College Chapel Podcast. Throughout each semester, the entire campus gathers for worship through song and a biblical, challenging, and encouraging message. Speakers include pastors, professors, and local business and nonprofit leaders. At Criswell, we believe spiritual life is vital for everyone, and that is why Criswell's goal in chapel services is to emphasize loving the Lord with all our heart, all our mind, and all our strength. We cultivate leaders who are ambassadors, cultivators, peacemakers, problem solvers, and professionals. While chapel services are tailored to students, we're encouraged by all our guest speakers by knowing that the practicality of what is being spoken is for everyone. To learn more about Criswell College, visit criswell.edu. Thank you for joining us. Today we'll be hearing from Dr. Rolando Rodriguez. Dr. Rolando Rodriguez's heart's desire is to love God with all his heart, to love, take care, and provide for his family, and to help individuals, churches, and organizations reach their God-given potential for the ongoing kingdom work. Dr. Rodriguez holds dual master's degrees, one in global leadership and the other in Christian education, both earned at Dallas Baptist University. He also holds an honorary doctorate of divinity from the Baptist University of the Americas and is currently in pursuit of a doctorate in ministry at Midwestern Theological Seminary. Currently, Dr. Rodriguez serves as the Senior Director of Texas Baptist in Espanol and has served there since 2007. Without further ado, Dr. Rolando Rodriguez. Um, thank you, Luis, for the um, invitation. Thank you for, uh, I, I know um, Luis, since he was at BUA, he actually invited me uh, to speak at BUA um, uh, one time. and. And um, I, I, I don't think I sent my uh, bio, so he asked me right before chapel, he said, how do I introduce you, because I, I don't have your bio. And I said, you know, uh, when I was born, my mom said, you, uh, your name is going to be Rolando, and you have problems. So I said, that's my name, and that's who I am. So just say, uh, let me introduce to you, our speaker, Rolando. And I'm Rolando, and I'm your friend. So thank you, Luis, for the uh, invitation. Uh, today, um, or this month, from o- September 15th through October 15th, we celebrate the uh, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. And um, uh, so I want to talk to you a, a little bit about that. In fact, I have... Um, the uh, I have a PowerPoint, and, and um, so I, I want to... I want to share with you um, about my family, and there it is. So what I want to share with you is about understanding Hispanics, and uh, most of you are in, in ministry already, and some of you are going into ministry. You're getting ready to be uh, in ministry, and um, I don't know if you know, but uh, Texas is changing. We are in the middle of an epic demographic change, and um, and we want to be ready just to reach people, whoever they are. Let me tell you about uh, my, my family, and um, uh, uh, this, is, this is my family. Um, my wife and I married in 1988, and um, we have um, two beautiful daughters and, and a son, and um, we have seven grandkids, 
uh, and one on the way. So uh, it, it's, we, we love our family. Uh, in fact, when they got married, uh, we live in Lancaster, South Dallas, uh, borderline of Dallas County and Ellis County on Avila Road. And, and um, so I told our kids they were looking for a house uh, north um, and I said, you can move north uh, if you want. That's fine. We'll go and visit you uh, on, on weekends. That's okay. But I want you to know that the uh, free babysitter is south. <laughs> so it's, it's up to you. And uh, so all of them uh, lived five minutes from our house. Uh, that's who we are. That's who we are, and I want to talk to you about my family. This is my family, and my wife and I married in 1988. That's where everything started. I, it, I, I met Angie at church um, in, in 1983. It was September 11th, Sunday at Sunday school at 9.45. That's when I met my wife, Angie. She was 14, and, um, and we got married when she was 19. Hello. I, um, I don't know how in the world they let us do that, but, but anyway, 35 years later, um, we're still together, so I think it, 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 there's something, something good there. But um, here's uh, um, uh, Nathan and, and Sarah and our um, granddaughters, uh, uh, and by the way, Nathan is here. Nathan is the one that is leading the uh, disciple, Discipleship Intensive, and uh, thank you for hosting that event here. I think uh, you already hosted uh, this event two two times and in a, a wonderful ministry um, and 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 that's uh, David David Gonzalez and, and my daughter uh, Jacqueline uh, and they have a, a son um, and David is the, uh, the coordinator for Congreso Congreso is uh, one of the largest events uh, for college for young adults and and youth um, uh, that we have here in Texas so he's the uh, Congreso coordinator um, and, uh, and also uh, our, our son and his family, uh, Roland Michael, and um, uh, he, uh, their son, his name is James. And I told him, in, in our culture, son is not James, is James. And, and, and his last name is Rodriguez, so it's James Rodriguez. He's one of the best players in, 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 in Colombia, at least in Colombia. Uh, so anyway, so my grandson is James Rodriguez. Um, so th this, is our fam this is our family. And uh, the reason I wanted to share with you about my family is because when it comes to uh, Hispanic culture, family is very important. So I want to talk to you for the next few minutes. This is the whole family right there. Uh, th this is what I call my tribe. This is my tribu. This is my people. This is, this is mi gente, mi familia. Uh, so I want to share with you about understanding Hispanics. 25 years ago, Dr. Gas Reyes and I began doing uh, this seminar, uh, uh, Understanding Hispanics. But we were doing it mainly for Anglo congregations. Uh, but 25 years later, we are doing this for Hispanic churches because us Hispanic, now we are at a point where we need to understand Hispanics. Uh, we, we're dealing with a lot of different generations. Just think about this, just my family. I was born and raised in Mexico. 
Uh, I'm first-generation Hispanic. Uh, um, uh, my main language is English. And, and uh, my wife, she was born here. She's second generation. And um, so, so she is bilingual. And uh, that the second generation, they get the uh, best out of the uh, two worlds. Uh, my, my, my kids, they're more like third generation. And now our grandkids are fourth generation. This is just one family. And, and, and the, the question is, how are we going to minister to all these different generations at the same time in the same church? It's a big challenge. How are we going to reach all these generations? So let, let me just say that um, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, back in 1968, it was just one week. It was Hispa Hispanic Heritage Week, and it was uh, established by um, L.B. Uh, Johnson. And then later... Under the um, uh, presidency of uh, Ronald Reagan in 1988, he, uh, the, he moved it to 30 days. This is why we celebrate is a Hispanic Heritage Month. And not only that, but in, in, in the, that same year, uh, September 15th, um, uh, actually August 17, 1988, uh, it became a law. And the law, the public law, is 100 dash 402. I have the number there just because I've, I've been trying to tell Texas Baptist, the convention, hey, can we have a day off? Because this is a law. You know, so I'm, 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 I'm advocating for this. Uh, I, I've been doing this for the uh, past few years. And it's, it's something is not working. So <laughs> I, I, I still have to work uh, uh, on, on, on that particular day. But September 15th, uh, it's, a, it's a very important day for many countries in Latin America. Hispanic Heritage Month takes place um, uh, from September 15 to October 15 every year. As, um, it's a time to recognize and celebrate the numerous and contributions, diverse culture, and ex uh, uh, um, extensive histories of the Latin America community. Of course, we as... Christian Baptists try to embrace all those cultures so we can reach people for Christ. That's really what we want. That's really our goal. So, um, and, and, and Luis, keep, uh, please let, let me know about the, uh, the time, brother, because um, um, and, uh, when it comes to understanding Hispanics, you have to understand that uh, time for us means something different. So anyway, I'll, I'll explain. But let me share with you uh, First Chronicles. Um, this is a, a beautiful passage from the Bible. First Chronicle 12, 32. Also of the sons of Issachar, men of understanding. They knew all times to order what Israel should do. One of the most popular passages in First Chronicles is found in chapter 12. And the sons of Issachar are there, and they are described as men who had understanding of the times and knew what Israel should do. Before the people of God, the people of Israel, made a decision, they got discernment. The sons of Issachar understood three factors. 
three things and this these three areas number one culture they understood culture it is something when it comes to understanding hispanics you have to understand the culture you have to understand uh, the, po the uh, population. You have to understand the place where they live. You have to understand the people. You have to understand the culture. We are changing. Like I said, we are in the middle of an epic demographic change. Did you know that right now 44% of the uh, population in Texas are Hispanic? Do you know that uh, by 2050 we're going to have 25 million Hispanics in Texas? Oh, just in Texas. By 2050, we're going to have 135 million Hispanics in the United States. We are already, we already have a country within the country. Only, only behind uh, um, uh, 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 Mexico. Only Mexico has more Hispanics than us. Hello. It, because there, everybody are Mexicans. You know, I, I I just came back from Guadalajara and and uh, and, and uh, I went to uh, um, get some coffee and pan dulce and I said, can I have some coffee and and, and Mexican bread? And and the, and then they said, sir, all the bread here is Mexican. <laughs> you know, I said, well, I come from from a place where. You know, we ask for Mexican bread, and 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 so anyway, the, you know, understanding understanding the uh, the culture, understanding the population, understanding the place where you live is very important. The timing they understood the timing, the the um, they understood the times and discern when to move. You have to know when to move, when to uh, uh, plant a church, when to go as a missionary, and where. How are we going to reach these people if we do not understand the culture, if we do not understand the timing? And then they had the strategy. They had the strategy. They knew what Israel should do, the steps that they should uh, be taking. This is beautiful. This is wonderful. So my question to you is, do you understand the culture where you are, the timing, and the strategy? So in the next few minutes, um, I want to share with you some of the things uh, that we need to know when it comes to understanding Hispanics. And, and um, so the first thing that I want to share with you is uh, um, about understanding Hispanics. You have to understand, Hisp uh, uh, we are a very diverse we are uh, um, um, group when it comes to uh, when it comes to the uh, different generations uh, th th this is going to help us understand how to reach first second third and fourth generation uh, um, uh, 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 to have a greater knowledge of an understanding of the uh, different generations, uh, first, second, third, and fourth. Who are they, and uh, how do they think? So I'm, I'm just going to give you a few things in, in, in the minutes that I have. So who are they? I, I, I just want to make sure that this, this works. Yeah. Who are they? First generation, born outside of the uh, United States, um, and um, uh, Spanish is normally the, their... Um, uh, language 
And, and so that, that's me. I was born and raised in, 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 in Mexico. Spanish is my first language. Um, and then you have the uh, second generation who are bicultural. They are bilingual. Their lives, they, uh, 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 they get the best out of the uh, two worlds. And, and then you have the uh, third, fourth generation. These are the uh, assimilated, uh, mainstream in practice, values, and purchasing behavior prefer English. And, um, but in all these three generations, all these generations, we have a family. Just in my family, we have four different generations. So uh, um, I, the, the one thing that I want you to know is, is about power distance. Power distance, this is very important. When it comes to uh, understanding this, is uh, uh, to have a better understanding in how to reach uh, uh, his, the uh, Hispanic population, the power distance, hierarchy, uh, uh, accessibility, titles, and influence. Um, so le let me share a little bit about this uh, for, for, um, for a minute. Uh, in other words, when it comes to uh, uh, power um, distance, the, what are the implications the titles are important. If you earn a title, you, you better use it. In Mexico, when a young man graduates from, uh, from university, uh, he is now a licenciado because he earned a title. He may be 21, 22, 25, but he is now licenciado. Why? Because titles are important. Also, rethink about how how you dress when visiting a home. It's still a very conservative group, very conservative families. Uh, use hermano or hermana when referring to them. In my church, if you come to my church and you um, call me by my first name, if you say to me, hey, Rolando, you're probably going to insult most of my church members because we don't call each other by the first name. First generation, we say hermano, hermana, pastor, Understanding Hispanics. Now, third generation, hey, Bill, how you doing? They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> I mean, they don't care. They're at the other stream. The, uh, uh, in, in, in Spanish, we have what we call usted, when you are referring to an adult. Usted. You know, in English, you don't have that word. Uh, we went on a mission trip and we took our, our kids and our kids are, you have to understand, they're translating everything into Spanish. They're more like third generation. So that when they talk to adults, they say, ¿Y tú cómo te llamas? And they said, why are you teaching your kids? Why are they calling us but, but saying tú instead of usted? Well, in English, there is no word for usted. You know, uh, so, uh, again, understanding the uh, different generations. So th this, is, this is important. Uh, go easy on asking them to call you by, the f by your first name. My pastor, Toby Snowden, he's the pastor of um, uh, High Point Baptist Church in Cedar Hill. And he, um, uh, he's been my pastor for many years, and he still tells me, Rolando, call me Toby. I said, Pastor Toby, Hello. But please don't ask me to call you by your first name. So, understanding Hispanics. Con what, what is the uh, context and uh, communication? Well, say what you mean and mean what you say. 
I, I, see, you have to understand that, um, and, and I'm going to talk about uh, uh, how we communicate, especially first generation. We are very indirect in our communication, and this is very important. Um, and, and in our um, in our Hispanic culture, let me go to the uh, next slide. When it comes to communication implications, uh, rethink direct versus indirect communication. We are first generation for the most part are very indirect in their communication. In 2007, when I came to work for Texas Baptist, in my interview, they asked me, uh, your communication is direct or indirect? I say, by nature, I'm very indirect. But um, because of my area of work, I'm very direct. Is it good? Because we don't have time to be indirect here. It, it is important because in our culture, we are very indirect. And, and uh, so we have to, un again, understanding Hispanics, never challenge in public. I remember uh, a few years ago when I um, uh, became the associate pastor at Hampton Place Baptist Church, right in the heart of Oak Cliff. Um, and um, so overnight, so I, I was pastoring a Hispanic church, and the uh, Anglo church uh, said, why don't we merge? So we merged. We were probably one of the first uh, churches that merged, and to become one, I became the associate pastor. I had seven deacons. They had like 17 deacons. So overnight, I, I, now I have like 25 deacons, and I, I came to the first meeting, and uh, 27 deacons, and, and uh, pastor, and, and myself, and, and they were arguing. And they were like, Bill, I don't agree with you. And I was, oh, Lord, help us, help us, help me. And, and, uh, Bill, I don't agree. Well, I don't care if you agree with me or not. This is how I sit, and I said, good night. There's no coffee after this meeting. I mean, and then after the meeting, this guy says, hey, Bill, you want to go get some coffee? Yeah, let's go. And I'm like, guys, come on. If we fight, we fight, and that is the end of the world. Hello. I'm not speaking to you anymore. <laughs> you know, that, that's us. Uh, but here, no, it's, it's okay. They argue, and then at the end of the, the, the uh, day, everything is fine. But with us, is be, be careful. Be careful when it comes to understanding Hispanics. We don't, we don't think like that. We have to put our cultural antennas. Uh, it, it is more, more is said than actually said. Sometimes yes means no, and no means yes. And you have to understand. You have to know when that is. Like, for example, if you, uh, if you ask me, would you like some coffee? Remember, I'm first generation. I'm going to say no. But right here, I'm saying, yes, I want coffee. The reason I say no is because you, in, in my culture, you don't ask. You just give me the coffee. I say no because it's embarrassing. I, 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 don't, wanna, I don't want them to think that I, I'm a heavy coffee drinker. That's why when you, when you go to Mexico, they don't ask you. If you go to a home, they don't ask you if you want more food. They just give you more food. And you're like, no, please don't serve me more. <laughs> you're going to eat it. <laughs> Hello. That's who we are. So, so yes, sometimes yes is no. No, no, I don't, I don't want coffee. Yes, that, just give it to me. I'll drink it. Believe me, I'll drink it. And sometimes no means yes. And sometimes yes means no. I used to go with a, a group of uh, um, 
men visiting, knocking on doors. And, and, uh, and, and they said, Rolando, man, we're going to have a lot of visitors Sunday because everybody said that they were coming. They're not coming. <laughs> so sometimes yes is no. You have to understand Hispanics. Hello. Uh, so um, communication also individual versus group. You know, we are like the uh, three musketeers. All for one and one for all. That's us. We are one family. You have to understand the uh, independence versus uh, um, uh, dependence. Also, what is the uh, group implications? Always, always ask me about my family. Family means more than just family. My pastor made a big mistake. He said, I want to invite your family to my house so they, uh, for, for dinner. I said, are you sure? I mean, I mean, yes, I want to invite your family. See, I'm in American mainstream, family is mom, dad, and the kids. In my family is mom, dad, the kids, grandma, grandpa, uncle, tío, tío rico. Hello. I mean, all of us have a tío rico. I, I, that's our family, the cat, the dog, everybody's family. So if you invite my family, be ready to receive at least 30 people. So it, it, it is important to understand Family more means more than just family. I, I come from, um, from a large family. We are 16. Um, it, it's not that big because I know uh, a friend of mine. They, they're 22 in, in their family. We're only 16. So, so, uh, but uh, be ready. This, uh, what are the uh, implications of this? The implications is uh, for ministry, when you reach one family for Christ, you have the potential to reach 25, 30, 40 people. That's the beautiful thing. Understanding Hispanics. See, this is who we are. I want my family to be together all the time. When my daughter graduated from high school, she said, I want to go to San Antonio. I want to go to BUA. And I said, Mija, you're, you're not going to BUA. And she said, why not? I said, because your mom and I do not want to move to San Antonio. <laughs> you know, we, we, he said, I'm going to school. I'm going to San Antonio. Not you. you don't understand. You move to San Antonio, we move to San Antonio. <laughs> Hello. The, understanding Hispanics, first generation. So time, and I'm almost, almost done. But this is, this, this is great. I, I, I love this one. Understanding Hispanic. Remember I told you about time? This is very good because American mainstream value, uh, value time. It is very important. We, Hispanic, we value relationships over time. Relationships are more important. Have you heard this myth that Hispanics are always late? It's a myth. Hello. I'm here to tell you. I'm sorry. You heard from me, it's a myth. It's not true. We're not late. But we value relationships over time. That means when we get to church, when we get to a meeting, we ask about family, we talk about all these things, but the, by the time we start the meeting, it's already 8 o'clock, so we're late. But we're not really late. Hello. It's a myth. So why? Because we value relationships over time. First generation uh, values relationship and, exp uh, and experience over time. This is why when you have a meeting at 7, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have several deacons calling me. And they're going to say, hey, pastor, what time is the 7 o'clock meeting? Hello. 
<laughs> because time, we see time, different implications of time. These are some of the uh, implications. Want to get along? Be flexible. Relationships is more important uh, than starting on time. The party begins when we get there and usually lasts longer. Don't look at your watch when you are with me. If you're visiting with me and you go like this, then what the person is thinking is, you don't have time for me. In the American mainstream, it's very simple. Hey, I gotta go, I only have one minute, I gotta go, well, that's fine. But with us, you look at your watch, well then, why do you invite me to a meeting and then you don't have time for me? Hello, time is different for us. Relationships are more important. And almost finish universal versus particular. Let me go to the, uh, the last part, implications for this. Explain why the uh, deadlines are important. Because for us, first generation Hispanics, deadlines are suggestions. Hello. This is why when, when I went to uh, uh, college, uh, they said, this, this is the, uh, these are all, all your assignments, and you have a due date for this, and I, it's, it's a suggestion for me. Somebody had to walk me through all those things and say, no, look, Rolando, when it says September 15, you have to turn this paper in on September 15. I mean, I, I can turn it in any time I want. No, you can't. Deadlines are not necessarily in our radar because we think they're suggestions. Be prepared to make last minute arreglos, arrangements, if you want to make a deal. Your decision not to work with me will impact our long time or long term relationships. Give me a break when I don't understand your rules. Understanding Hispanics when it comes to time when it comes to power distance, when it comes to uh, um, your, your um, uh, when it comes to family, understanding Hispanics. It's a beautiful culture, complicated, but listen, we don't control the uh, changes, the uh, demographic changes. There, it's happening, but we have a mission. And the mission that God gave to the church is go and make disciples. That's it. Of all nations. Make disciples of all nations. The nations are here. This is our mission field. Let's do it. Let's reach people for Christ. And Hispanics are... It's a beautiful... I'm here to tell you Hispanics are wonderful. They're beautiful. If you take time to understand uh, uh, the culture, if you take time to understand uh, um, the family, if you take time to understand all those things, you are going to enjoy reaching Hispanics for Christ. I, I just came from the uh, valley and they asked me, they asked me, how do we deal with all these people that are crossing the border? into our country. Do, do we accept that? Do we uh, approve that? And I said, this is what we do. This is our position. As Christians, 
as citizens, we want to make sure that we secure the border. We are for that. But in the process, we cannot mistreat people. We have a mission. They still need to know about Christ. They still need to know about uh, um, salvation. Yes, we want to secure the borders. But we want, in the process, make sure that we don't mistreat people. Love you guys. Understand the Hispanics. Pastor. Thank you. He's going to grab that lectern, and uh, we're going to put down a couple of chairs here. And just a couple of questions for you. I'm, I'm going to ask one, and then I'll give uh, anyone, uh, our students, an opportunity to ask you a question if they would like. So, okay. yeah, please have a seat. And uh, let me, first, let, first of all, let's practice what we just heard preached, right? So, uh, hermano, how's the family? <laughs> Family's good. Thank right, you. Good. Thank you for asking. Seven grandkids, by the way. Yes, and Love one on them. the way. He's, he's, uh, he's making the point that he has one more than I do, and that he'll have two more than I do shortly. Uh, so I, I do want to ask a quick question, and then I'll, I'll see if anyone else wants okay. to ask you one. Uh, when you were talking about first, second, third generation uh, especially, uh, is there a sense of um, competition or... Uh, an attitude that is developed between first generation, second generation, third generation, uh, in, not, not, I don't mean in your family, but I just mean in general in the Hispanic community, is there something where first generation looks at, you made a few jokes about it today, uh, looks at the second generation and says, well, you guys are not doing things right. And the second generation looks at the first generation and says, no, actually, it's you. Uh, is there any of that uh, that happens? I know there is some between individuals, but how would that affect how people do ministry coming in from the outside and trying to understand and connect with the Hispanic community. Yeah, I, I don't, not necessarily, there's no competition, but uh, of course, um, when it comes to our first, second generation, we have uh, uh, our values, and um, uh, depending on the uh, generation, some of those things uh, are going to change. Uh, you know, I, I value the uh, tradition from my parents, and then, but now my son, that is more like third generation, uh, uh, you know, he 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 values uh, uh, different things than, like, like for example, son. Um, you know, I grew up. My dad said you have to get up early. Now I get up early, but I don't know why. You know, I, I just get up early because he does. And, and my son said, Dad, why are you getting up so early? He said, you need to get up early, son. I know I'm not. It's, it's not a value for him. He doesn't have to. And so it's not necessarily competition. But um, at the end of the day, we are a family. And this is one thing that we have to understand when it comes to uh, uh, building a church. So, because uh, um, uh, worship experience is more than just language. It, it, it's about uh, culture. It's about the uh, Latin flavor. This is why you have many third-generation Hispanics that can barely speak, speak Spanish or in an all-Spanish-speaking congregation because it's more than just language. Is the Latin flavor, is the music, is the food, is the family. Nice. Uh, thank you very much. Anyone have a question you want to ask? Uh, so we've got uh, one or two over here. We'll try to squeeze in two. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, uh, when I live in Texas, I normally live in San Antonio, and my pastor is Me Mexican-American, 
and my spiritual mother is from Mexico, San Luis Potosi. Really? Uh, uh, the ministry I came out of is largely Hispanic. I had plans to go to South America. Uh, I just want to ask you, what's the difference between South America culturally and Mexico? Big difference. You, you know, when, when it comes to Mexico, even in Mexico, you have different cultures within the country. Uh, uh, south, Central, North. Uh, uh, so it, when it comes to other countries, it's very different. There are some things that are uh, across that you can apply across the board, like the uh, time issue, the family issue, uh, um, uh, power distance. You, pr those are some of the uh, things that you can apply across the board. But within each country, has its own culture and is very different. That's um, really, you, you have to go deeper into understanding the different cultures of all Latin America. Thank you. And do we have one more right up here? Yes, perfect. Um, so I wanted to say, first of all, how encouraging it has been this week just to uh, learn more about our Hispanic culture and to show others about our culture. Uh, my question was, um, as Hispanics, how can we embrace our culture without uh, isolating ourselves? Okay, embracing the culture without I I isolating. I think it's, uh, uh, we can and we must uh, do that, uh, especially when it comes to um, uh, reaching our community. Um, if our community uh, is not just Hispanic, we have to make sure that we are inclusive. Um, and even even Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, uh, um, when, when it comes to a celebration like this, I want to have a mariachi, uh, you know. But mariachi does not represent uh, all the uh, Latin American countries. So so we have to be uh, careful that um, that we don't isolate ourselves when it comes to um, even in, in my church we have seven different countries represented. You know, uh, can you imagine if if um, if I go on, uh, um, on on September 15th or whatever day we have the uh, celebration and I say Viva Mexico, but I. You know, I, I, Viva Mexico, for many of the, uh, the uh, Latin American countries, that, that's, that's not going to go well because they're probably from Colombia, uh, from Honduras, El Salvador. So we have to make sure that uh, we embrace our culture, but at the same time, we are very careful that we, in the process, we don't isolate ourselves as Mexicans uh, or, or Hispanics. And that we uh, and we need to make sure that our church is representing the community. If the church does not represent the community, then we have we have to ask ourselves why uh, why is that? Y'all join me uh, one more time in thanking our speaker today. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, brother. God Thank bless you. you for speaking, you. and uh, God bless y'all for being here today. And you're dismissed. Thank you once again for listening to the Criswell College Chapel podcast. Please make sure to visit criswell.edu to learn more about Criswell College. We hope that you will join us again soon. God bless you.